Nimupasani mendo Munione semo endela Nimupasani manda Munione semo guilila Wamenene zo endela Kwenze kwa masovela Nitsukile ni musima Nipembela What am I here? It was not clear Can concentrate at the crouching Couldn't even notice my mama's dead You be thinking everything's so good Right now Let me tell you about the perfect truth I found Let me introduce him to you Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Zambia Block Talk Radio. It's June the 15th, right in the middle, right in the middle of the year 2019, and we do welcome you. Good afternoon, Europe. Good afternoon, Zambia. Good evening, the Western Pacific and the rest of the world. And like they say in these parts of the world, good morning, America. Okay, we can take this opportunity to say to the people who call themselves we in the north congratulations and a deserved win that's what sports or competitions are about somebody has to win somebody has to lose there cannot be two champions kelvin there can only be one uh, it's only in the spelling b where you can have 15 champions at one time 
that's a unique uh, event right there. Well, good morning, everybody. Hi, Matilda. Good morning, Nathan. Good morning, afternoon, evening to all our listeners calling in live and listening at a later time. What is your status in the Sunshine State there? <laughs> it's hurricane season. So it's, oh. it's raining. <laughs> yes. It's uh, raining, huh? Uh, mm-hmm. This is, we are in the middle of June, as you have said, and um, I know there are people who are still graduating. Graduation started in May and June. Just want to shout out to all those who graduated this uh, May and June. Congratulations to you. And also wish the men happy Father's Day. Tomorrow is a special day, men. We thank God for the fathers in our lives. All right. That's amazing. That's interesting. Uh, I'm gonna go to Roger last because there's something I want him to, to I want to talk to him about something. Doctor Pat, good morning. Mwakalini. Mwakalini, Mwakalini. We know Mishan, Dr. Patrick. <laughs> How are you, Dr. Pat? Well, we'll take Matilda's cue. Happy Father's Day to you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm fine. I'm fine. And I hope my brothers and sisters are fine as well. And happy Father's Day to my brothers. Uh, how are the Carolinas? What's going on there? It's nice. The weather's nice. No rain, which is mm-hmm. good. And we have about 80, 80, 80 degrees. All right. That's good. That's, that's mm-hmm. good. That's good. Uh-huh. We in the north. <laughs> I oh, like yeah. that phrase. Wherever, where, how did they coin that thing? First of all, was it the Raptors who started that? We in the north thing. Oh my goodness! Oh, oh, uh, Rogers happy. Rogers very. Happy. I don't know. That, that was just. A, that, I think a reference so to to America being uh, <laughs> the north of America. But whoever started it, I'm not sure. Yes, yes, yes. 
Wow. That was not That's just amazing. the, I don't know, that park, what park they, they call in um in Jurassic Park. No, that was just the, like, like, like the epicenter. That's just the epicenter. The whole nation was um, was glued uh, to TV. The whole nation was uh, was carried. So this was big uh, for, for the country. It was. Yes, yeah, it was it big. Because it's, I mean, a, it's the first time they are winning, yeah. right? Uh, yes, yes. It's the first time. They, they, they've won this uh, championship uh, in 24 years uh, of uh, the franchise. The existence of the team. Mm. Yes. That's interesting. When is, do you know what date they've set for the parade? Monday. Monday My. Uh, is, uh, is parade. Uh, in Toronto, so, right? Anyway, we might not make it to the parade, uh, like I, uh, I've told you. It's a five-hour <laughs> uh, flying time. Right. Oh, flying time. We, we have to go to see that place. One of these days. You know, I've been um, in Canada now 11 years, and I've never been to the East. I have no reason to go to Lusaka. Absolutely no reason. I stay here. <laughs> I stay here. Everything. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I like that. I like that. All right. Everybody listening, we do welcome you and hope you are enjoying our little fun here. This is ZBTR Global Family. This is how we do it. We want to encourage you that this experience that we have online or on this radio show, you can actually experience it in person live with the people's voices that you are hearing because we're going to be in Dallas, Texas, September 13th to the 14th. Uh, we're celebrating 10 years of existence. That was actually, we clocked, 10 years on May 16 when we went live on the air and since then we've never gone we've never shut down we've never been away or we've never there's never been a day or a weekend when there was no show so they say they are what how many weeks in a in a in a year 52 right 52 uh -huh. weeks in a year so 10 years uh, I don't know if I, this is the right mathematics so we've been on for 520 weeks, 520 weeks. I, I'm, I hope that is correct. That's a lot of time right there. Uh, not forgetting the few times that we did specials on a Sunday or on a Wednesday when we had special events that elections. I remember when there's an election in Zambia, we do special features. When Zambia won the Africa Cup of Nations, we did a live feature. A lot of other special features that we have done at times, like Matthew, that would do special features on a Wednesday because uh, the, the the client or the the guest schedule was coming to the U.S. would not allow the owner. They are coming to the country or they're in another part of the world. We did some special features on Wednesday, so that's not counting those. We'll probably go to about, without exaggeration, seven to eight hundred weeks of broadcasting over a period of 10 years. So that's what we're talking about. We encourage you to come, join us. It will be good to see all of us. Some of us have never met after being on the air for 10 years. I have met Cletus, I think, twice. Is that right, Cletus? Twice we've met, right? Um, let me see. <laughs> we've met in 16 and 16. Yes. Yeah, the, the when you came for the Zambian Expo, and when was the other time yes. we met? Twice, I think. It was, a, it was the second Expo. Oh, you came for both Expos? 
Yes, and I, I, I owe you for that ride and you dropped me somewhere. Yeah, my brother. That's what this DTR <laughs> is about. We we, exactly. we take care of each other. So you come sure. to Dallas, the Dallas people will take care of you. Me, they, Carol. They are very, they are very gracious. They are very gracious. <laughs> yeah. So those are the kind of things, Dr. Pat, I'm looking forward to. You know, if you don't have the right to the airport, I'll come pick you up and uh, take you to Holiday sure. Inn, our host. And, or we can arrange. You've got a lot of young men here. I can just pick up the phone and say, Guy, you guys have now categorized me as a senior citizen. So it's all right. Yeah. So... That's what they have done, Dr. Pat. They are calling me a junior, senior citizen because both my kids are going to college. So <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so what I've done is I've got a lot of young men, Roger, I can call. They'll come and pick you up from the airport. It's not going to be a big deal. And you see, the interesting thing is this. Let me mention to everybody, because a lot of people, they, they ask this question when they are coming into Dallas has got two airports. We've got what we call DFW International Airport or the Dallas Fort Worth Airport. And then we've also got Love Field, which is mainly by uh, operated or run by uh, Southwest Airlines. So both of them, both airports are good. Wherever you get a deal, just do that. Just take any one of those airports. But however, I'll tell you this. I'm trying to uh, – I need to do my homework on this one to see both of them is about almost the same distance to Holiday Inn. It's 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 not a long drive. It's it's a good drive. It's a fair drive. But of course, if you get a ticket to Lafayette Airport, that would be best. It's it's nearer to to Holiday Inn. So that's that's the information there. If you want to check out some information, you want to register, you want to donate, you can go to our website zambiablogtalkradio.org. It's org, Roger, right? dot com and ORG they are always confusing me, Dr. Patrick. I I, <laughs> I don't know. So just go to Zambia Block Talk Radio dot ORG and you'll find all the information. The website has been rebuilt. It looks good. It lo Have you checked it out, Cletus? Ah yes, it's beautiful. I think it it's looks beautiful. modern, you know, it looks twenty twenty first century website. I like that. <laughs> I like yes. that. It looks modern. It's, good, eh? it's good to be. Yes, yeah, it's good to be modern because uh, our generation we are always accused. We are being accused yes. of holding on to, to <laughs> our old our old ways. And although the yes. old ways at times are, are always good, he is a gentleman who has who has been here from the beginning. Doctor Monsanje, good morning. Uh, good morning, uh, Nathan. Uh, sorry, I missed the beginning of the show but i'll be here for one hour today that's okay uh dr Monsanje is uh, one of our leading grandfathers here and he's always babysitting his grandchildren i always enjoy that when you give me that information oh by the way thank you for the information that you sent during the week doc that was very good that was very, i enjoyed reading and uh, i don't know whether i should go there there's something <laughs> I don't know. Maybe let me say good morning to <laughs> Titus here. Badala, uh, Mwabogabu. Titus. On the mute. Yeah, this is mute. Oh, I'm doing good. Yeah, I was on mute. Sorry. I'm doing okay, good. Okay, that's fine. Oh, Cletus, did the first cell phone they made have mute on it? 
Do you know that? <laughs> no, I didn't have it. The one I had, the Nokia one. <laughs> yes, it didn't have mute, eh? Yeah, no, no, it didn't. <laughs> Those are uh, new, new features. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. We said to come to Dallas, and we're looking forward to having everybody. Yeah, I think Titus have met, is it two, three times? Uh, Titus, how many times have we met? Twice? Three times? Twice, I think. Las Twice. Vegas and where? Las Vegas and where? Maybe you might have met me in Zambia at the farm. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, those, but, those but days. But he came used... to Dallas too. Titus came to Dallas, remember, in 2015? Yes, he did. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 twice, yeah, yeah, that was the Zam, uh, Zam Expo, I think. Oh, yes, Zam Expo, Zam Expo, I keep forgetting yeah. that, you guys came from I the came Zam, Zam, Zam Expo, Expo yeah. and then I was in Las Vegas when, uh, with the... Dr. Patrick, I'm Blandy. scared of one thing. Dr. Pat, did you hear what I said? What did what what did you say? I said I'm scared of one thing. What's that? <laughs> I hope I won't I hope I won't cry when I I hope I won't cry when I see Roger. Do you know do you know do you know the strategy I've come up with? Who's that? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send somebody else to go and pick him up at the airport and bring him to the house. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That'll be nice. <laughs> yeah. That'll be you nice. Got man up, so today, you got to man up. You got to man up. Man I up, expect eh? you at the airport. Yeah. I expect <laughs> you at the airport. Okay, it looks like I have no choice. There you go. Uh, you see. <laughs> oh, uh, today, Dr. Musanje, one of the things we're going to deal with at the conference at the 10-year anniversary is entrepreneurship. How does entrepreneurship look like? And uh, Roger's put together some good, good, good information about entrepreneurship, education, Agriculture. You go to the website zambiablogtalkradio.org and look at it. Like uh, Cleta said, it looks modern. It looks 21st century. We outdid ourselves on this website. We are in the dot-com era. Okay, it doesn't look like a Times of Zambia website, which is never updated. I hope they update it now. Uh, remember, Kudala, you go to the Times of Zambia website. It's uh, <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's never updated. You still find the information. Yeah, this one about we are it. still working on it, but um, mm. certain things are like uh, donations. I think our friends want to do that. They, they can. Um, it's done. Okay, there's a donation. Yeah, and I there. We started working on agriculture. I think by this weekend we'll finish all the all the semantics that we 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 have developed. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. Okay, since you are speaking, Roger, let me ask you on this. Uh, diaspora, oh, no, 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 medical diaspora engagement. Oh, by the way, one of the segments also we're going to do at uh, at the conference, Dr. Patrick, is diaspora partners in development. So it's going to be a segment on that. 
this thing, Roger, Roger is always fishing out things from I don't know where. It's all <laughs> over YouTube and what. <laughs> so this, you know, I haven't, I just wanted to share this with everybody as we're getting ready to, in 10 minutes at the bottom of the hour, Sevia Mwambwa, some of you will remember. What we are doing is we're going back into the archives, the Titus, and bringing back people we've had on the show in the past 10 years. So, Claire, and you know the beauty before Roger starts talking about uh, uh, med- diaspora medical engagement here uh, is that what we have done here, the, the success of these 10 years has been a, a group, a family, a team effort. I mean, people have recommended guests to come to this show. I can't even count or remember how many guests Dr. Monsangi has found for us. I can't even remember or count how many guests that Cletus has brought to this show. I can't even remember or count the guests that Mathilde has brought to this show. When it comes to guests, that's Titus's expertise. From the beginning, you remember, Roger? That's Titus. Oh, yeah. Titus is... Three o'clock Titus in the morning, always... be calling people. Yes. Dr. Patrick, when we just started, whenever Titus gets a confirmation from the guest, he will call you anytime, whether it's 2 or 3 a.m., you know? <laughs> wow. You, you, you uh, remember, yes. Roger, you, you remember, Nathan, when I put you through with the Kenneth Kaunda in UK? Yes, yes, yes. That was great. great. That was great. When, when, when Titus... Can you imagine? First of all, tell us, how did you know that Dr. Gaonda was in UK? First of all, there was some Indian chap who wrote who was doing the logistics for KK and he was going to be moving him around whatever program he was doing in UK. Mm-hmm. Then he had listed online, he had listed this phone number and I called yes. him. And then he told me that, look, I'll be with KK tomorrow, one o'clock in UK time, exactly call me, he'll be in the car. Then mm-hmm. I called exact one o'clock UK time. And he said, you know, yes, just at any time. Why don't you give me your phone number and I'll call you. And mm-hmm. I swear that Indian called me when he wanted this and he said, here he is. So when I started talking to him, I said, just hold on. Then I connected the three-way to you, Nathan. Mm. So I yes, I remember that. Making now, so I remember him asking about your motor karma, right? Yes, and yes, yes. My late he uncle. Knew about my... motor karma, he knew. Well, he, knew he, he appointed. Him. I didn't think really. <laughs> I didn't really he appointed. Think he, he, you know? he served in uh, Dr. Kaunda's uh, cabinet, so I mean, he couldn't forget his cabinet members. So yes. Yeah. That's right. That was that was really cool, Doctor Patrick, to talk to talk to KK from the UK, courtesy. So the point I was trying to make is this has been a group family effort from the get go, and when we started this, we purposed that the founding team members. That was our our intention, our vision. This was not going to be about another Nkama International Radio Show. No, that's why we used the name Zambia Block Talk Radio because it was a family effort, you know? And then when there are people that have come into town and Dr. Monsanje finds out that there's somebody whom we can have on the show, 
Oh my God, he won't stop calling you. I mean, this the tenacity of these gentlemen and women on this show, Roger. You, if Dr. Monsanje can't get Roger or he can't get me, he's going to start hounding Roger or Titus. And guys, we have a special guest in town. So that's how we have gotten here to 10 years. It's not been Titus who did this. It's not Roger. It's not Nathan. It's the ZBTR. I call it ZBTR Global Family. I think that's going to be our new phrase going forward. Okay, Roger, what's this about? Where do you get these revelations about these things, Roger? Hmm? <laughs> like uh, the, so the, talk the about boys, uh, the five minutes we have before we connect Savior Mwamba. Uh, where is this? Okay, medical diaspora engagement. Yeah, I mean, like the boys on basketball court will tell you, this is hard work. This is hard work. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> They don't come easy, some of these uh, things. You labor probably the whole night, and then just some article comes up, and then, you know, you go to anti-Google, Google tells you something, and then boom. Uh, like. mm. So what I've found, uh, Nathan, the Ugandans mm-hmm. um, are well organized in this area uh, with uh, diaspora wow. engagement doctors. Uh, this mm-hmm. uh, video I posted about the... People in Sierra Leone, I was listening and studying uh, how they worked with international organization for, for migration. And if you read what Dr. Kajira has just written, it's just like it's a blueprint what's, what is supposed to, to happen. So what we are doing, we, I was discussing with Mwinsho uh, Ntimpa here um, mm-hmm. during the, the, the week. Uh, we are going to need uh, people to lead us in these areas. How, how, how many of uh, our, our fellow uh, diaspora are, are doctors are doctors here? And when we see what is going on back home, uh, what our people are going through, uh, you see the importance of diaspora everywhere. And we are going to look mm-hmm. at the, uh, this thing, by the way, in the next uh, se- segment the role of uh, the diaspora. Back in 2019, uh, 2009, when we started, maybe uh, this information was not even available. But today, the, the role of the diaspora, Nathan, cannot be overemphasized, or I don't know what word to use, the adjective to use. But we are central to development of our countries. So whether yes. we have a corrupt, a corrupt leadership back home, or we have, that is our, our motherland. And we are connected to it uh, emotionally. That is our land. No one will take it away from it. The people who are suffering there are our people. We are not going to run away from there. So we need to push. We need really to push our learned friends uh, in the medical field, our learned friends in agriculture. We need to find them, our learned friends in the IT, wherever they are, so that, you know, uh, moving another 10 years, I think if we can move uh, in, uh, I don't know if it's tandem is the right way, we can move together. Mm. We, we have something to offer. We have something to offer. Yes. We, have, we have said two points. I, 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 I like this phrase. <clears throat> I, like the, I like the phrase, Roger, central diaspora, central to development of the country. Do you remember what, Doctor? There's a song that Dr. Patrick produced on this show, and it's become a top, top, a top on the charts. Zambia, Zambians can only be promoted by Zambia. You remember Dr. Patrick yeah. singing that song? Yes. 
And he has always told us, you guys want Zambia uh, to be on the global map or to be known by people, you are the ones who are going to do it. And we're not going to expect somebody from Congo to start talking about I'm going to play in our next uh, thing there. One of the doctors is saying mm-hmm. it is only the Sierra Leoneans who are going to deliver this, and no one will do it. Nobody. Yeah. Others, yes, they may do a contribution here and there, take to Zambia, but our engagement to Zambia, nobody other than we, the Zambians. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So this is like a capstone of us bringing, coming, like they say, full circle when we meet in September. Without a doubt, it's developing yeah, very, yeah. very beautifully. I like the way it's coming mm-hmm. up and the way it's developing very, very beautifully. I wish I had more time, uh, but, you know, i got to pay bills. i got to go to work and do this stuff. <laughs> I wish. We'll get there. Yes, writers. <clears throat> yes, Titus. When, when you're talking about medical, have we checked with the... I had a chat with Mr. Mutari, the owner of uh, Zam... Uh, what is that? This exporting thing. Amazon. Uh, Zam, uh, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Amazon. Mm-hmm. Amazon. If we contacted if he can come to the to Dallas, just to, to round up, I was soliciting that since he's shipping on high volumes and is using cargo a lot. Mm-hmm. I had wanted to see if he can solicit for discounts for when we are shipping out bodies out because the only one who does volume who can solicit for a discount, discounted rate. Mm. So somehow to engage it with uh, either this the insurance or insurance or something that some of these policies that are coming around, I think is a person that can say, Hey, I should be I have a situation, can I get a whether a ten percent or fifteen percent discount to ship the cargo this time it's it's a body or something like that. So I told him I to present it in Miami, I think, when they had their expo. But uh, I can follow up anyway. I just wondered if at all he would be one of the people that is coming. It's important. That point you've raised, Titus, is important uh, because uh, everybody, those of you that are on this forum, basically it's uh, most of us, the regular people, Tomorrow we have a planning, a mobilization strategy planning meeting. It will be on this same radio show forum, 7 p.m. Eastern. Be free to call in and bring your ideas on how we can mobilize everybody to come to Dallas. Um, we, those are some of the things we shall be looking at, uh, Titus. Kelvin. Good morning, Nathan. Good morning, ZBTR family. It's a rainy morning in Indianapolis. It's cloudy. And mm. uh, there's going to be the Association of Zambians uh, in Indiana elections at 2 p.m. Okay. Inter- interesting. Okay. We like that. So how is it looking at what are the candidates? Uh, just share some thoughts with us on uh, what's going on and uh, uh, who are the people standing and stuff like that. So the the current uh, executive uh, is standing with uh, Noah, who is uh, president, uh, and then uh, the 
there's a contender, President Dr. Mabala, with her team. Uh, Hi, can you hear me? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, we don't know if it is uh, Block Talk Radio playing games now. Okay, it's gone. Okay, so sure. yeah, I was I was saying that uh, uh, the there are two teams actually. One is uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Dr. Dr. Mavala standing for president, uh, who has nominated Vice President Mr. Piri, Secretary Mr. Okay. Mapepa, Trustee Bishop Levi Chongwe, and Event Coordinator Mrs. Piri, and then the the current executive of uh, NOAA. Uh, I don't know who else is uh, standing on uh, Noah's team. Okay. But, uh, All right. yeah, but that... Uh, so, yeah, but, so by tomorrow, we're going to have a new executive in uh, Indiana, right? By by 6 p.m., actually. By tonight. 6 p.m., all right. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. So we shall know about this information. Okay. Our guest has joined us. Uh, Mr. Sevia Mwamba is not a stranger to this forum. He's been here before. I can't just remember the year. He joined us when he served as executive director for the Center for Trade Policy and Development. We talked about quite a lot of things. Those of you that can remember, uh, Mr. Mwamba is now program officer in the Open Society Foundation's Economic Justice Program on the Soros Economic that is based in New York. Good morning, sir, and thank you for joining us. It's good to have you back. Good morning, Mr. Uh Thank you for having me. Good morning to your listeners. Excellent, excellent. Mr. Mwambai is one is going to be on the panel for entrepreneurship and investment at our 10th anniversary celebrations. Today, he just wants to do a, a sort of like a, a teaser or just a little bit on on entrepreneurship and how it looks in in Africa and emerging economies and things like that. Um, what does the entrepreneurship in an emerging economy like Zambia mean or look like? Um, thank you very much. Maybe before um, I sort of answer that question, mm. we may just have to refresh ourselves on the different meaning um, or different definitions of entrepreneurship. And I think all of us understand that there's not necessarily one sort of specific definition, but normally mm-hmm. entrepreneurship is understood to be a, a process, a process of creating um, something, pursuing um, an idea, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of the resources that one is in control. So fundamentally, entrepreneurship is a human creative act. It involves finding that personal energy um, and building an enterprise. It could be an organization, it could be an idea, but turning mm-hmm. that idea into something of value rather than just you know, all of us have ideas, right? We have things that we'd like to do or dreams that we have. But most of the time what happens is that we just uh, think about them, analyze these uh, uh, visions or dreams, and just are good at describing them. So, mm. but, but we have to move further than that. So an entrepreneur, um, for example, is a person who is skilled at identifying new products or something that is – so it, it, it ends up with a product. It could be a method of doing something or a, a method of providing a service, um, setting up operations to provide – um, marketing products, for example, that others produce, and arranging financing of that. It's also a person, it can be a person also who 
sees or recognizes opportunities for new services and they raise the money. So you don't have to use your own money. Remember, most people yes. cite lack of capital as the number one constraint to say, oh, it's so difficult um, to be an entrepreneur because I don't have my money. But you don't have to have money. You don't have to use your own money. You can also be good at identifying the sources of this um, uh, money. That's one trait that entrepreneurs have. So these are basically uh, risk takers. Um, and you see, the thing is, most people have this sort of idea, and that's why I've come across this phrase saying, oh, not everybody can be an entrepreneur. Like, entrepreneurship is for some people, and mm-hmm. we shouldn't all try to be entrepreneurs, which I don't share um, to a full extent, because all of us potentially can be um, entrepreneurs, because an enterprise is simply anything, any idea um, that, you, that you have to do. So I just wanted to, to clear that um, out of the way. You you have done well, before we even go to the question that I read, you've done well to define the different components or aspects or types of definitions of entrepreneurship. So therefore, it means that there is a great misconception and great misunderstanding about basically what entrepreneurship is, right? I would say there's different interpretations. Some of them mm. that then make people hold back, that they, they act as constraints, the way you define entrepreneur. So for, I'll give you an example. Uh, you are running a radio station. You're running a TV show. That, so, for example, if you're running a talk show, as you run them, there's a standard way, a custom that most radio stations run talk shows. Um, even if you don't own the radio station, but if you're the producer of that radio show, uh, radio show, if you come up with a new way of running talk shows, that becomes more appealing. It gets mm-hmm. more audience and your ratings go up, that's a form of entrepreneurship in its own sense, especially if you can create value from that. If suddenly you're creating more value, there's either more money or more ratings, or you're attracting more, more investors, that's in itself an entrepreneurship, even if you didn't think yourself as an entrepreneur, which is also a different form of entrepreneurship from, say, starting a company, you know, uh, starting a business company. Nowadays, most entrepreneurship will be impossible without tech, technology. Mm. Mm-hmm. The technology has changed the way entrepreneurship is run. So everything now is tech-based, and rightly so, because there's lots of connectivity. Um, I can just stick to market other people's goods. I, sh- I don't have to be an expert in soap, for example. But if I create a product, a marketing product that makes people who make soap sell them better, I'm an entrepreneur providing that mm-hmm. service. So really people should not limit their own ideas of how they can turn their, their dreams, their vision into something of value and something tangible. In my view, that's a broad definition of entrepreneurship. I tend to get the impression that uh, I can be wrong or you can, I can be corrected. I tend to get the impression that in Zambia or even in Africa in general, we limit or tend to put entrepreneurship into a box of trading or traders. I don't know what your response is at all. Absolutely. You're right. So entrepreneurship is not just about trading. Trading is one area where entrepreneurship can play out. Um, and again, I repeat, a lot of um, what it takes for successful inter- entrepreneurs and inter- enterprises is less about the product. It's less, mm-hmm. about the, it's less about the field. It's much more about their own energy, their own personal energy and creativity, which is why two people can be in the same business, mm-hmm. but the way they apply themselves, they can achieve different results. So really it does, and that's, we'll, we'll probably talk about this, what does it take to be a successful entrepreneur, not just in Zambia, but across the continent in Africa. Yes. It's yes. really about the personal drive, the passion. You really have to summon that inner self, which is why 
the, the, the more the more the more you do something that you are really passionate about that you like already, the more chance of success than doing something because of money. Most people, mm-hmm. you know, this thing in Zambia where when someone starts selling tomato, everybody says tomato, <laughs> and you wonder why one succeeds and the other. It's not about the tomato. It's not about that the price is wrong. It's just that to say, if you are more passionate about something, it won't be hard work. Mm. You'll be doing That's... something that is making you money while you're enjoying it. And it means, because it's a risky business, entrepreneurship is very risky, you need something that to keep you focused or keep you there without giving up when times are bad. When business is bad, you don't give up easily. And the only way you can give up easily is if you enjoy what you do, if it's your passion. Mm. But most people give up easily because they didn't, it was not ingrained in them anyway. They were doing it for the wrong reasons. So that's what separates entrepreneurship from a normal type of business, where you can either say business is hard, let's hold up, I can't afford to pay my workers, we're closing down, let's move on to something else. So mm-hmm. entrepreneurs have to be resilient as well. They have to fail so many times. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Roger, I'm already feeling like I'm visualizing Vamu here talking in front of the delegates in Dallas. <laughs> If you if you follow if you follow some of the success stories in Zambia, um, uh-huh. which which unfortunately there are a lot of now now there's hope now I think the entrepreneurship sort of trend is coming up because of more and more young people are are, are getting creative. There's more networking, but mm-hmm. really if you talk about the old old school type of businesses, those that were of years. If you go behind the stories, you find that out of ten attempts, they probably failed maybe six to eight times and yes. and they never gave up. So the trade king story, for example, is a very good example of entrepreneurship, but that's a large inter- enterprise. And I don't want us to think about enterprises only as trade kings. We can also think about enterprise as um, uh, um, this uh, friend of mine, uh, running.com. Yes. Yeah, uh, is it Bongo Hive? No. Um, so that's another. So Bongo Hive is, is another enterprise. That's uh, um, Simonza. Mm-hmm. So they, mm-hmm. they they do startups as well, but in, again, that's a very good example. Also, if you look at how Simuza started and, and 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 his friends, many years ago, nobody knew about it. They, you literally have to invest your personal energy, your personal money, yes, yes. and fail so many times um, mm. to do that. So I think people need to have expectations that not everything you only see the product, right? Uh, which is yes. very easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't want to use American examples. Here in America, there are so many examples. We hear those stories, but we have stories back home that we can use that are within our context. Um, and I think, in a way, the move from um, like states, you know, like like during the First Republic to privatization, yes. and and also the, some of the, the the challenges of privatization, where people lost their jobs, uh, companies closed. Or the useful lesson, <clears throat> or, the, or the useful lesson in, in, in entrepreneurship <clears throat> for that. And if you look at what the government tried to do, and that is where again are different views, entrepreneurship is not something that can be managed and led by government. Um, yes, I understand there are certain business environment things that have to be created and enabling environment, but sometimes we place too much onus on the government. There are mm. certain things that entrepreneurs is within their control that they can do. Getting together, for example, you don't need government to tell you to seek out information. Who else is doing that? If people are friends, if we're friends in overseas in the U.S., and mm-hmm. you, can, you can you can source things cheaply, or you can team up and put money together. You don't need government to tell you that. Um, you don't need government to tell you how to network um, around that. So no. sometimes we are quick to say, "Oh, government is not helping us." 
but that is slowly changing. Um, I think a lot of inter entrepreneurship activities happening now in Zambia and elsewhere in South Africa, in Kenya, are really being led by young people um, that take advantage of techs or phones, smartphones. Um, yes, people can make make applications now. I don't know. I, you don't need you don't need to know how to make apps. You can actually outsource, and they're very cheap. You can outsource someone makes an app for you. Just tell them what mm -hmm. you have to do. So all those, so there's so much opportunities going on now that would allow an entrepreneur to fulfill, you know, that, that idea and take it to to, to fruition. Mm, excellent. So back to our question, the first question that I asked, maybe if I may put it this way, uh, to what extent does the environment uh, affect the entrepreneurship aspect in its citizens or residents? Uh, let's zero in into Zambia, what is going on in Zambia, or what has happened the past 10 or 20 years. How has it driven entrepreneurship? Uh, 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 you refer to the First Republic. Um, I'm sure we can draw parallels between how things were in the First Republic and uh, through the Second Republic transition into where we are right now. I don't know what your reflections are. I, I actually have a somewhat maybe overly optimistic view of the, of the environment. I think right now the environment is an opportunity. The mm -hmm. hostile environment, for example, a harsh economic environment is an opportunity for entrepreneurship. Yes. Because what happens then, you create, it creates gaps, it creates um, needs in the society in terms of what people need. Um, so, people, so, so everybody, there's a whole range of services that people need, right? For yes. example, you saw, that, you saw that before when fast foods started popping up, mostly from South Africa, in Zambia, we all were fascinated, right? Everybody wanted to have, you know, um, you know pizzas, um, KFCs, and everything else, and would get up, walk to the shops, and pay cash. We never thought, actually, there would be a day when we would have to order food in the comfort mm -hmm. of our home from, on your smartphone and have it delivered. So a lot of opportunities were created. One, um, food delivery um, enterprises were started imagining like delivering food on your Honda, on your bike, or delivering food, you know, or you can call, now you can call a cab. You know, in Zambia now, you also have almost, not like Uber, but it's the same, we're not yet at the right, right sharing thing, but it's like the Zulendo, the mm -hmm. other sort of, you can order it from your home. That's happening. But there's still huge niche for things like food delivery, which is still unmet, or even pulling together like a taxi fleet. You know, 10 of us, they come together and start um, owning a fleet. If I own one car, I can mm -hmm. get an application and tell people to rent me their cars. That's still an unmatched um, uh, need. So my point is the environment, depending on the way you, are, you look at it, can serve as a constraint, as a deterrent. It can discourage you. You can say, oh, the economy, is, um, the, the economy is hard. People don't have money. My business won't work. Or you can say, oh, these are the issues that people are complaining about. What, what, what? What can I like? What needs can I? What are the opportunities? What needs can I save? Can I help to gap, uh, to, to fill the gap around that? Yes. So it's really, uh, and, and the other thing that happens more, mostly for most of us is we tend to think we have to do it ourselves. If I have an idea, it's my idea. I, I will work hard. I need to raise money by myself until I raise money. So it won't take off because you're trying to crack your head to raise money because you're unwilling to share that idea. You're unwilling to bring in others who have other resources mm. you don't have. Because you don't want it to be our idea. You want it to be my, I'm the founder. We like being the founder. Or like, oh, this is... Yeah, this founder, is founder, 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 founder is the owner of this. 
Yeah, exactly. But all enterprises, <laughs> successful enterprises, work on partnership on different. I, I may not have the money. I'm good at the, at the ideas, and all of us are not good managers. We are not good at executing things. We may good at visualizing. So bringing someone who's good at executing, who can manage mm-hmm. things, bringing someone who has access to finance, who knows funders. Um, maybe you in the U.S., you know, you have friends who can raise money. I should bring you in as a partner. So a lot of entrepreneurship needs, and in, that, in Africa and in Zambia, generally, you cannot succeed without um, really giving up. Give, you, you need to give up that ownership thing, that ego of saying, this is mine. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, and you have to trust um, that other people m- might actually bring in more skills, more resources, and more useful to take that idea to the next level. And remember, it's not always the case that you have to build the company. In fact, in the U.S. and elsewhere, startups, startups basically are just that. They are ideas that start off with not the intention of growing, but to create value, and then they can you get investors to buy off that idea so that you can mm. grow it further and prove, prove that it works and sell it because you need money for a, a bigger cause. So the startup is not yeah. your end. Yeah. Yes. But then I think, I think the biggest problem we have is how do you harness or incorporate investors? Uh, I, I don't know if my colleagues have got any questions. Everybody, you can just jump in here. As I can pause. Talking. I've spoken too much. I can pause to like, <laughs> like an interaction if there are questions. I think yeah. there are many. I don't know. Roger, there. Kelvin, yeah. uh, Matilda, Dr. Pat. Uh, well, my. My, my my comment, I don't think it's a, it's a question, uh, but it's where he says uh, a lot of us are not willing uh, to share uh, the mm-hmm. idea, and that idea never takes off because we are so scared to share the uh, the, uh, the spoils, as they say. But, uh, Mr. Mwambwa, the, the, the question, uh, this question is very practical, actually, because I'm facing it right now. Uh, where I'm running a small business in Sorezi. And in some sense, you keep running into problems which you may need to explain to your partner all the time if you had a partner. In the end, you feel yeah. like I'm better off being alone, uh, being alone. That way I can face these problems and no one to, to, to question me. Uh, what do you say about that? You're right. That's a very common thing. So, it depends, and I can ask you later. I don't give me the details, but tell me what type of business it is, it, it is in which industry. Um, in the in the money transfer business. Okay, great, great. So, a partnership is like it's like it's like any it's like a personal relationship, like marriage or like a relationship. First of all, you can't do business, you can't have business partners where there's no sense of trust, um, which is why you don't just partner with anyone. Also, you can't have successful partners if you don't have some shared sense of values and um, vision. It's like a marriage, practically speaking. If your partner doesn't trust you and you are difficult times, no matter how much you explain, and if you have to feel like, oh, no, again, even if I tell her or I tell him, you won't believe me. So there's no point in doing this. That's what happens in the business. And that's what you, you feel sometimes about that. There's, there's no yeah. way. There's no other way of doing mm-hmm. it. You have to be accountable to each other as business partners uh, because you're all responsible to each other and to the business. 
And part of that responsibility is also establishing mutual understanding of how you communicate to each other and trust. He, he, he was happy to delegate that you are the one on the ground or you are the one running things because of specific skills and specific things that you bring to the business. Just like him, he brings some specific things. Therefore, he has to trust that you're on the ground or you, you can, when you tell him this is what's going on, he, he can ask questions, right? Uh, he has the right to ask questions, but there's a difference between asking questions because you want to understand or you want to be part of the solution versus asking questions or being doubtful of what your partner is saying. It won't work in the long run. It's not sustainable to have a partner who doesn't trust you or believe in your the efforts. There's no easy way of going around that uh, problem. It's the same problem that's uh, actually, you know, just from, from from what you're saying, um, uh, either one, I would say one part is it is laziness because uh, when you're in partnership, then there is a full cycle of transparency which is uh, needed. If your yeah. friend knows what is happening, yeah. there is a, then there is no need for uh, all these doubts and then. But you, for you to be feeling yeah. in your friend all the time, I think that is where uh, usually the bottleneck, the bottleneck is. Uh, it's not a question that like right. something bad has happened, right. yeah. but the need for you yeah. each time to be uh, availing your friend, oh, we are on this, I, I, I think that is where yeah. uh, the problem goes. The, the other party has to be interested. You are right. I agree with you. The other party has to take a proactive interest in the affairs of the business. Uh, just like in a relationship, if you're the only one calling the other person, they're not checking you up, you're the only one checking um, on them, you're the only one uh, updating them on what you're doing, uh, then you know it's one-sided, right? And we know what happens in such a relationship. Someone mm-hmm. eventually will be unhappy. It's the same thing with, with business. Um, so yeah. you're right. So you have to, right from the, from the word go, you have to establish the responsibility, each other's responsibility to the business and to yourselves. Mm-hmm. Like what, are, what, 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 what are your specific responsibilities, which may include... Taking, proactively taking a keen interest in the affairs of the business. Like, you shouldn't wait for the other person uh, to tell you around that. That's why you have yeah. check-in, regular check-ins. You can agree, whatever, once a month, once a quarter, it's up to you, but part of those regular check-ins is to keep a, a track on where things are before they get worse. So if someone can say, oh, but I didn't know about this. Oh, but how did you get here? Why didn't you tell me? Mm. So none of that can happen if you have yeah. this keen interest on both sides in the business. Mm. Mm, excellent. excellent. Yes, go ahead, Kelvin. Savia, Savia, good morning. Good morning, Kelvin. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you doing? What's wrong with you, Kelvin? We have five minutes. Good. We have five minutes. No, yeah. No, no, Savia is my man. <laughs> he, he, knows. he knows. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I but think our, our uh, moderator is time conscious. He didn't, he didn't even let us do the, the Zambian preaching. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, Roger, Roger, I think uh, just a follow-up on that, uh, a quick example, I um, uh, founded a, an expediting company here in the U.S. and I brought, uh, you know, a partner on board. Uh, the first thing I did was, you know, identify roles and, uh, you know, give uh, role descriptions. What I found out was, uh, you know, this partner had no knowledge of the business, uh, was not uh, trying to get to know the business uh, he was more focused on, you know, spreading the word to his friends, personal friends, that he's doing this and that, and that he's a director. 
So that right there uh, becomes very frustrating, and you, you, you can't soldier on with an individual like that. But I think uh, the, 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 the situation must be that you, you identify somebody that shares the visions and values. Because these businesses uh, we start, uh, you know, to, to an extent, the, the, the concept is, is established in one person's mind, and they share that with another individual. But if you have common values, common goals, common objectives, I think you'd uh, you'd create good partnership with somebody, but it's not it's not easy, quite frankly. Thank you. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah, maybe what maybe it looks like uh, uh, when uh, Mr. Mamba and I have been talking behind the scenes, we've sort of uh, everybody been zeroing in to say what are the issues that need to be addressed. So we can already see here, I say here, what would be one of the things that would need to be addressed in Dallas, right, when it comes to this? Yes. No, I, th- I think in, in, the, in Dallas we really need mm. to we, we take an approach, a really practical approach. So my understanding of this program was like it's a promo. So I'm happy that there are guys here who have connections, like who have bought food feet in the mm. U.S. and in Zambia. Mm. We can then zero in on, in practically speaking, how how people in the diaspora mm-hmm. can really um, immerse themselves uh, in one way or the other with the entrepreneurship scene in Zambia. There are exciting things happening, obviously, in Zambia, just as much as there are horrible, not horrible, like yeah. you know, regrettable things happening, and that's the way life is. But I think mm-hmm. we really have to see opportunities. I'm really looking forward to interacting with others and learning from others as well. Um, but, uh, well, so the, uh, let me just um, add on one I'll share more my element. Experience, my own things that I'm involved in is that they're in Dallas as well. No, okay, okay. Excellent. Yeah, time is gone. But so let me add on one uh, more element, Sylvia, uh, uh, to what we are intending to do in, in Dallas. One of the items we, we, we are looking at is a, a 1,000 strong Zambians. If they came together, $50 uh, a week. That will give, oh, not a week, a month. That will give us close to $600,000 a year. Six, half a million dollars a year if we found Mm. people like that. So we have these uh, uh, semantics which we found. Those who want to participate, for for instance, in tourism uh, sector. Those who want to mm-hmm. do something in agriculture, in education, investment in, in education. Yeah. So we want to merge this, these two ideas, if you know what I mean, uh, yeah. with the, the, yeah. the knowledge of the, uh, the, the, the diasporans. Okay? We have identified mm-hmm. the problem in agriculture or in education. We have identified uh, um, the potential the diaspora has. How do we merge these things together and make them work? Yeah. That is so what that's what we are going to about. do in Dallas. Yeah. yeah. No, that sounds exciting. I live in Dallas, everybody. Um, yeah. So, Xavier, thanks, Mr. Mamba, for taking the time, everybody. The idea was to give you an idea what will be happening in these forums, different ones, as they happen. We've run out of time. Thank you, my brother. Looking forward to meeting okay. you in Dallas. Thank you. Yeah, likewise. Thank you, guys. Uh, Come on, I'm